everyone, welcome back to another episode of Crypto Chats. I'm your host, Kenzie Gleason, and I've got a good story for you guys today. Actually, a couple. Got a couple good stories for you guys today. Um, we're just going to jump right into it this time. Uh, no announcements, nothing going on. Just jumping right into the stories. Um, so today we're going to talk about two out of, you know, however many of the various Bigfoot creatures in Texas. Um, so without further ado, let's get into it. So to kick things off, we're going to talk about the Lake Worth monster, which actually happened uh, and was seen not too far away from where I live, um, just on the other side of where I live, actually. So this one's pretty cool. So in July of 1969, the residents of Fort Worth experienced their very own Bigfoot in the form of a white satyr-like creature that lurked around the lover's lane that ran alongside Lake Worth. The various teenage couples that witnessed the creature described it as a large white bipedal goat man with scales. However, the following sightings describe the creature less of a goat man and more of an ape man. Um, the original sightings of this creature were all like the quote unquote credible teenage witnesses. Uh, I say quote unquote because you know how I feel about uh, the idea of um, calling someone a credible witness. Just don't see why everyone's not a credible witness, but you know. Um, but it's interesting to me that the first couple of sightings were of a goat man-like creature um, and how the following sightings kind of changed that into a Bigfoot creature. So anyway, moving on. Shortly after stories of the beast started to circulate, a reporter named Jim Mars did a full-length newspaper story on the handful of original sightings, which then led to even more encounters to surface. A man named John Reichart even went as far as to say that the creature attacked his car after jumping out from behind a tree. The car did have a foot and a half long gash down the side of it, which validated his story. The following day, reports of the creature hurling tires at lake goers surfaced, but that was later debunked in 2009 when a man admitted to being responsible for throwing the tires at people. That is very funny to me. Um, not really much more information about John Reichardt and his car being attacked, uh, but I did see a photo and there was a, you know, hole in it, so don't really know why there was no follow-up on that, but, you know. In October of 1969, just a few months later, a man named Alan Plaster took a photo of the supposed creature. Now, you can see this photo on my Instagram. It is um, posted along with uh, the following stories photo as well, um, with the information for today's episode. So definitely check that out. The picture shows a large, white, hairy creature walking through the tall grass. The creature's head appears very small in comparison to its stocky shoulders and body, but I personally think that that's a trick of the light based on there's like a shadowy mass behind where the outline of the head is, and I think it's it's just poor lighting, personally. Um, I mean, that being said, it really could just have a really small head and very large body. Uh, who's to say? In November of 1999, a lengthy report was done on the sightings by a local news station where they reported that a group of teenagers in a gorilla suit were behind the 1969 sightings. However, there are still sightings to this day, and many of the eyewitnesses are adamant that what they saw was definitely not teenagers in a suit. Um, and that is one of the classic, like, 
really easy to kind of pin sightings on explanation of, oh, you know, it was somebody in a gorilla suit. I mean, we have all heard the stories of the, you know, Patterson-Gimlin footage of how, you know, it was actually somebody in a suit. Um, but personally, I don't think that that's, I feel like nine times out of 10, that's not the reality of that situation. And especially with what some of these people, uh, reported experiencing, um, it seems unlikely to me that this could have been teenagers in a suit. Um, especially because first of all, a gorilla suit, you're not going to find a white gorilla suit. Actually, I don't want to say that and have that not be true. So I'm going to Google it. So I was definitely incorrect after my Google search. You can definitely buy a white gorilla suit, but I still think it's unlikely. Um, especially like the first few sightings are really perplexing to me because I just don't really understand where the goat man aspect comes in. Um, or the scales. I, that's like another, uh, detail of this, of these original sightings that is really confusing to me because what do you mean it had scales? There's never any follow-up on that. There's never any, uh, you know, why do you think it was a goat man? Did you see horns? Why did it have scales? It was basically just these teenagers were vibing in their car and saw this creature come up from the, the riverbed basically, um, on Lake Worth and kind of just trounced through the fucking tree line and made its way away from the teenagers. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I wish there was a little bit more information on some of that. Maybe I know that there's some people around, um, this area that I live in where this sighting, uh, occurred, these sightings occurred, um, that have done some more research on it. So, you know, I'd love to follow up with them and kind of get their takes on, on what this really was. But at the very least, I don't, I don't have like a strong opinion on what I think it was other than I think it was a, you know, a Bigfoot like creature. Um, and the other strong opinion that I have is that I don't believe it was teenagers in a gorilla suit. Uh, genuinely, I, or generally rather, I do not I think that most things are hoaxes. Like I know that that's the, the believer in me wanting to, to think that everything is real. And, you know, we've all discussed how that's part of my personality, but I feel like a lot of the time, nobody's going out of their way to hoax these things. Uh, and if they are, I mean, find a hobby, <laughs> find a hobby that doesn't ruin people's day. Cause that's just crazy to me. Okay, anyway, moving on, we're going to jump into the next one. I'm only giving you guys two because there are um, there are quite a handful of Bigfoot-like creatures in the state of Texas, um, but I want to kind of space them out a little bit because it's a fun topic and it's fun to talk about. Um, so we're just going to do two today. Uh, so the second one that I have for you is the Cato Critter. It's either Cato or Cato, I can't really tell. Uh, try to look up a pronunciation video, but as per usual, uh, did not uh, get anything helpful. And I also asked my boyfriend and he didn't really know because he's not from this part of Texas. So anyway, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Cato. It's C-A-D-D-O. Anyway, moving on. The Cato Critter. 
In July of 1964, which you will notice is only five years before the original sighting of the Lake Worth monster, interesting, uh, the now ghost town of Cato, Texas was a full-fledged and thriving town, complete with a solid amount of residents and a handful of Bigfoot sightings. The first sighting of this creature was by a man named Charlie Gant, who spotted the creature twice over two consecutive nights around 11.30 p.m. each night. Gant even reported that he unloaded his gun at the creature, but missed it as it scurried back into the tree line. Once Gant's story uh, came to light, the other residents of Cato began to talk about their own sightings of what is now being called the Cato Critter, and every description matched the one before. It was about seven feet tall, four feet wide, and covered in long, shaggy, dark hair. Upon more research about um, the uptick in sightings of this creature, reporters of the Abilene Reporter News discovered that the people of Cato had actually been seeing the creature for upwards of two weeks before Gant's sighting. A nine-year-old boy named Gene Couch, incredible name, Gene Couch, claimed to have seen the creature about 200 yards from his favorite fishing spot, and although his mother could not confirm the sighting, she told reporters that something had been fighting their dogs at night, which was keeping them awake, because all they could hear was the sounds of this animal's scruffle happening outside their window. Another unnamed mother and son duo also spotted the creature on a leisurely walk by the stock pond. Um, according to the mother, her son spotted the creature first and pointed it out to her. The boy was vis visibly shaken by what he had seen. His mother described him as pale as a ghost, and when she looked up and noticed what had scared her child, the creature turned to face them and began growling and throwing rocks at them. The townspeople gathered together and formed the ultimate group, the cryptid hunting posse, but unfortunately they came up dry with their search. Though a good number of residents witnessed either witnessed the creature for themselves or believed in their neighbors' testimonies, there were still, as always, a few people who thought the claims were nonsense, believing instead that their fellow people saw a buck deer. Every eyewitness was adamant that what they saw was indeed not a deer, but something that looked like a gorilla. Now, as per usual, we've got uh, actually, I say as per usual, but this time the people didn't think it was a bear, so it's not super usual, because that's the first that's usually the go-to. Um, but you've got a, a whole group of people. I, I feel like I don't have, you know, a statistic to back this up. This is my speculation, but I feel like it's probably pretty 50-50 split, if not like 60-40 on, you know, all these people who definitely thought they saw, at the very least, uh, something that they hadn't seen before. Not a bear, not uh, a mountain lion. I don't think they have mountain lions in Texas. Uh, not a uh, coyote, not not a deer, um, not anything that they'd usually seen. Uh, and then, and then on the other hand, you have the people who didn't see it and kind of just wrote everyone's stories off as as crazy. Um, as per usual, I do definitely think that you have to experience something like that. Um, to be able to not maybe not necessarily it's not the only way to be able to believe in somebody else's eyewitness sighting or someone else's experience but I think uh, a lot of the naysayers and the people who are reluctant to believe that uh, there might be something other than what we've discovered um, hanging out in the woods 
uh, those people definitely need to see something before they can before they can believe it so I don't know I think the story is really interesting um that like I like I said as I was explaining it Cato is now a ghost town it had a population of about 40 people in 2021 um and I mean I the yearly report of population has not come out for the year 2022 as of this moment so um you can only assume it's either around there or a little bit less because um it actually used to be uh like a big site for oil the oil industry um there they found oil in a, a nearby area and that is originally why um cato kind of bloomed I don't bloomed is not the right word why it kind of I don't I became a bustling metropolis no it was never that it only had ever had about a thousand people living in it but um yeah I mean it still exists you can still go to it clearly people still live there um and it's it's kind of neat and kind of sad you can, you can google pictures of of what it looks like now and it's just a bunch of abandoned houses and uh swing sets um and it just looks really upsetting but i i think it's really interesting that i don't know this like town full of oil workers just had this like crazy encounter with a bigfoot um now i'm sure that there if you were to expand your search out of this one specific ghost town and more into the surrounding area you could probably find some more encounters um some more recent even encounters uh, but I did not go as far as to do that, at least not on this episode. Maybe on a on an upcoming one. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what Texas has to offer for more Bigfoot stories. Um, but that's all I have for you guys today. Uh, hopefully you'll stick around for next week. Next week is not going to be part two of the uh, various Bigfoots of Texas. So don't get excited if that's what you're expecting. Um, but it is going to be something else. Um, and it's going to be really neat. So thank you for listening. Um, if you've made it thus far, this has definitely been a more rambly episode, uh, because I am tired. <laughs> so, you know, uh, hope you guys enjoyed and I will see you next time. Bye. Bye.